And welcome to the Diablo Podcast. Your home for Diablo diehards, tryhards, hardcore, and casual alike. I am your host, Zamp, and today I am joined again, finally, by our lovely co-host, Nineball. Oh, hi. And, uh, I mean, you know what? It's episode 50. It's episode 50. Should we just do it, Nineball? Should we do it? Should we I make... guess. All right. And our other co-host, Nerds. Oh, uh, that's sweet. <laughs> and, Hooray. And you keep showing up. It's only fair to give you the co-title, right? Thank you. I uh, appreciate it. <laughs> we are now a triumvirate. And, uh, I love that. It's it's pretty special. Um, and this triumvirate is, of course, brought to you by PureDiablo.com, your home for Diablo news, uh, expensive wiki, and ever-growing community, and, of course, this podcast. Uh, head on over to PureDiablo.com for all of your Diablo 3 season needs. Diablo 3 season needs? That sounds right. Um, uh, get all the information uh, that is up to date, and then uh, you can quickly find out when all that information gets changed and pulled right from under our feet, which we will talk about down the road. Uh, so if you're tuning in, I thought I'll give you a quick little preface. And this isn't like a, hey, we know what we're going to talk about, so we'll just tune out. But like, you know, we want to talk a little bit about how our season's been going. Uh, we'll dig into the new lunar events. Uh, we'll talk about the opening of the gauntlet. Uh, a little bit on itemization uh, and uh, unique item requirements uh, when we get there. So we're going to cover a lot of things. But before we do that, we want to compliment ourselves. Um, this is episode D. 50 episodes. Um, the big 5-0. I know. We, uh, we did it. Mission accomplished. <laughs> I'm packing my bags. Yep. <laughs> I don't see how we need to do more. No, um, but 50 episodes is, is kind of cool. Uh, we've been going at it for uh, a little over a year and a half now. People keep coming back, and and honestly, this is more to stop and thank anybody who takes the time to listen, uh, to comment, to write a review on Apple Podcasts, uh, or any of those things. We we do very much uh, appreciate all that because I think part of the goal in doing this is one for us to have these conversations, but to like have more conversations with the the Diablo community because that's why this is here. It felt like there was a gap when, um, you know, this was coming back. And it's nice to have uh, something out there that, that involves bringing people in and, and just chatting in a longer format, right? Uh, to bring in different perspectives, to bring in cool people from the community, um, and to just have those conversations. And, of course, you know, a, a big thank you to both of you guys for coming in and doing this and dealing with me messaging you at random days and hours to be like, hey, do you want to do a podcast? Uh, no, Xanth, it's uh, it's Friday and I have things I do. Um, Not wrong. Yeah. Which you're it's always old. gracious. That, 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 feels, that feels almost like it was real. It was. It was. I did you also had to deal with us making fun of you playing a druid for like like months, so, you know. It comes I, with it the territory. I feel like it's fair, yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, it is all fair. Um, but, you know, a, a shout out again. That. Shout out again to everybody who has listened. We're going to keep them coming. Um, my deal has always been, I think, it, and it will remain this uh, 
that if I'm ever done, there's not going to be a, a final podcast. There's not going to be, an, I'm quitting, I'm, I'm done, anything like that. The show will just stop. Um, somebody else should pick it up or do something with it. And I would encourage everybody to do so uh, if they feel so inclined. But I think that's what's going to happen. As long as I'm still having fun, I think you guys are still willing to, to chat. I'm going to, I think we just keep this part going. Hell yeah. All right. So since the party is going to keep on going, let's, uh, let's jump into our season three. Uh, so last time, last podcast, we brought in Lucky and we brought in Macro. We talked a little bit. It'd been a week, right? It'd been a week since season launch and a lot had happened. Uh, we're, we're a little past that now, you know, it is, uh, February 12th, right? We've had a few more patches. We've had a new event, which we'll get to in a second, but how is your season three going at the moment? What are you chasing? Well, I guess I can start because mine's going to be the shortest. Um, yeah, I'm not even 100 yet. Uh, you know, it's a, uh, it was just like, uh, everything went wrong at the same time, you know, because I knew that I was probably not going to be able to, to hit the season all that hard um, because I had the, uh, the, the surgery like that Friday. But then, like, work got busy on, like, Tuesday and Wednesday, and so I wasn't able to touch it. Then, like, the layoffs happened, and that, like, really killed, like, a lot of my uh, enthusiasm for wanting to go through and, like, uh, you know, continue on um, in the season. Uh, and then I had the surgery, and while recovering, I got sick. Uh, and so it was kind of, like, uh, not, uh, like... Like the anti-congestion medication, and all other types of stuff, like makes me like loopy, and so not not the best in order to go and like uh, sit down and like focus on games. And then now we have like family from Europe that came into town last week, so um, yeah, I'm getting there. I'm slowly going through and uh, uh, playing and every little bit that I can. But then there was also like a couple of big like Warhammer releases as well that has been taking a lot of my free time away towards uh you know some of those other things that's a confluence of elements but yeah it's not the worst thing because uh you know i i did watch 21 godzilla movies see there hell yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's two wow. hell yeah's already Maybe five minutes <laughs> in. Uh, you know not the worst thing because it, it does appear that you will still have time to hit 100 before the gauntlet we'll get there uh we'll get there uh, and apparently you have a life. That's a win. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> always. I unfortunately don't have a bunch of Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I put a lot of time in this season so far. So uh, I'll, I'll balance this out a little bit. Yeah. So I, I've been playing really, I mean, a lot since the season started. Um, yeah. I still had work. I was disappointed for not taking PTO, but it kind of worked out because, you know, I've, I've been grinding pretty heavy when I have free time. Um, I, I hit 100 on the Sork. Um, got her like fully online, good to go. There's not really anything I'm chasing on this work anymore at this point. I've even gotten all of my glyphs to 21, even the ones I'm not using, uh, just in case um, with the patch and the gauntlet coming out, if I want to kind of change up the builds a little bit. And I've kind of, I've actually been theory crafting uh, my own kind of Sork build. Um, that's a little different. I mean, like, you know, there's only so much variance you can do with the limited skill choices we have, but um, I, I dropped my first Uber unique. I got an Andy's Visage, which was awesome. Nice. Um, there's no use for that really for the Sork. Uh, so I wanted to make a use for it. Uh, turns out that that uh, Poison Nova on Lucky Hit 
can be really good with a spell like teleport that has an 87% chance to lucky hit. So, um, yeah, that's been great. Uh, that was very strange. Um, but, but yeah, so just, just been grinding on the sork. And then once I got through that, the, uh, the bar kind of became my, uh, uh, my new project. So I've been leveling the barb. I got I'm 94, I think, on the barb now, and just kind of doing that thing now. And apparently, there's a poltergeist trying to get me at the same time. Yeah, so that's yeah, not they're trying that's... to they're they're trying to shut down your theory craft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. They're like, uh, oh god, he got an uber unique. Let's 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 get him. All right, so um, that's not that's not on on just my end. Nerdwords got to be mine. Uh, yeah, it's got to uh, be on this end he's somewhere. He's completely gone. But you know what? We still got your voice. Um, so I think I'm being attacked by ghosts. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But yes, you have my voice. It, um, it actually it is it is funny because your voice is coming through perfect. No, it's yeah, clear. it's yeah. just so it's probably just so this clear. garbage camera I have. Um, but yeah, like I said, like the sorks the sorks in a really good spot. I, I've been really building towards the gauntlet, or what we think the gauntlet is going to be. Um. You guys know I don't really care for doing nightmare sigils, but my mission has been to get a a, a build that can clear nightmare 100, but that can also clear like 70s to 80s really fast. Um, so my my new sork build is really based around teleport and utilizing like several different forms of like a nova. I call it the tri nova build, but it's it's been fun. It's probably not as effective as uh, you know ball lightning, or it's definitely not as effective as blizzard for boss killing, but I mean, I'm able to do every bit of content in the game. I can kill Duriel very easily in less than 15, 20 seconds. Um, so it's functional, and it's really fun to play in a Helltide. It's really fun to do sigils with when I have to do them. So, yeah, I've been enjoying it. But the, uh, immediately when I leveled the Barb, I'm 94 on the Barb now, doing like a um, the Whirlwind like charge build, just a pure charge. Um, and that build is just, just super fun. Uh, it's exactly what I wanted out of a Barb playthrough, so I'm glad I waited to do Barb now. I mean, Barb's always had really good builds, like, every season, but the charge build is just super, super fun, super fast-paced. Uh, I mean, again, a great, great build for Helltide, stuff like that, too, so it's been a lot of fun. I'm definitely enjoying it. I'm not really chasing anything, because I don't really care to farm Uber Uniques on my alt, the Barb, and I don't really need any other ones on the Sork. So, yeah, just kind of chilling, farming gold at this point. Um. So we were talking a little bit pre-show. Uh, I did hit hardcore 100 on the Druid. Uh, I think shortly uh, went on a short vacation, like at, and I was like, I left at level 90 something. I came back, and then that day, since the family was gone, I just no lifed until I hit 100. I'm like, well, nobody's gonna stop me. Uh, so I hit, I hit hardcore 100, and then on the Druid, I'm in pushing towards. Uh, uh, tier 90 i'm just underneath but like survivability is like in that weird zone where sometimes like a tier 85 is fine and sometimes a tier 85 is not so fine where it's like oh crap uh, i'm almost gonna lose this guy let's let's push it back so like i'm in that like just trying to find a few upgrades here and there which is a little bit more arduous of a process um and in the meantime, to like take away a little bit from that TDM, I uh, did push a rogue, uh, and it's about level 53 right now, uh, and it's been amazing. Uh, and, and we were talking just a little bit pre-show. Apparently, other classes are just like fast; they just like run real quick. Um, <laughs> you're not a slow lumber. Coming from beast. a druid main, that is rich. You're just not playing the right druid build, is it? Yeah, <laughs> like, because they know, are fast. Like, Druids are fast. But not like inherently, not like leveling wise fast. Like it's no. 
I leveled a druid. It's pretty fast. In softcore. Um, so okay. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm gonna go level a hardcore druid. I'll film the whole thing and I'll I'll share it with you. Yeah, do that. Um, <laughs> you are a noted streamer. That's true. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll wait for that video. Um, I'll get a rub <laughs> sometime after the gauntlet. But no, it's it actually has been a, a real treat to play. I have kind of put off the rogue. Like I haven't touched it since the beta, and I really liked it then. It's just I got distracted by other classes. And I managed to to pick up a condemnation on my first vault, which has definitely helped kind of get things online as I'm gonna push through tier three and trying to hit tier four soon. But uh it's it's been a real treat to kind of play something a little different. Uh I do a build I'm kind of aiming for. So I'm I'm hoping like maybe before Gauntlet hits, I I have two characters that I can kind of play with a little bit and see see what happens. Um now. In tandem with our season three journey is the the lunar new year uh, in our lunar new year event. And I, when I posted my tier one hundred uh, druid, I have to point out it finally happened, guys. The shop got me. The shop oh, got oh, me. Oh, did it? What, what did you get? I I had mentioned it last podcast. I said I uh, really liked the druid set. And having done three battle passes now, I had two thousand some platinum just sitting there. And it's the only time I've ever seen a druid set that I actually liked. So I did. I I clicked purchase, and I don't regret it because I think it looks cool. Um, I like it. And uh, yeah, I I I couldn't I couldn't take myself away. Now, would I have actually spent? 20 real american dollars on it probably not but since i've already got that platinum sitting there i had no qualms with it and i, I think i'm okay with that but outside of that the lunar event um i have my likes and i have my dislikes i like the layout of it i like the functionality i don't like that it's just kind of done the second you do it on one. The Midwinter Blight, I really enjoyed because I could keep coming back to that well. I could do more of the of the events, get more of the currency, and heck, just buy potions of experience, right? Um, that was kind of nice. Like, there was still an, a, a need to kind of go back and play with it. Whereas now, uh, like, even leveling an alt, I don't engage with that event. It feels just kind of not once it's been once it's happened on a character uh which i did not like what are your thoughts on the lunar event guys uh, i mean i feel similarly i mean the lunar event's very passive compared to um the midwinter blight yeah that one i forgot the name of it for a second um but i also i actually kind of appreciate that it's done fast and i don't have to do it again because it got me just right back to the grind um so i think that that's not necessarily a negative. I think that somewhere between those two, because I thought the Midwinter Blight was too much. Like I, I had to spend too much time intentionally grinding that stuff to do that stuff. Whereas the Lunar New Year event, I could just continue playing the game like I do, get the shrines as I get them, and get the kills as I get them, and then I'd unlock the stuff as I as I unlock it. So that felt very passive. Midwinter Blight felt a little too involved. Like I didn't think it, the quest line was too long. I could have done with more of that. 
but I thought that like the farming was a little heavy. Mm. Um, I think somewhere between is the sweet spot. Um, but I mean, the shrines are cool. Like, I mean, they're fun. I, I think the green shrine should be a permanent change. Uh, it's way cooler. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think that the um, the conduit shrine, like, still if for builds that are fully online and really powerful, you don't take conduit. Like, you don't grab it. It just so give me max move speed in conduit form, and maybe like 05 percent more damage. And I think that you would see a better ROI for big big push builds. But I don't hate it. Yeah, uh, I'm. I think uh, Nerdword said everything that I was going to. Uh, that is pretty much like the Midwinter Blight. I felt the onboarding process in that one was just too long until you got to the part where you could just like go out and um, just kind of like, you know, do your thing, you know, because you had to like sit there and like farm for what felt like forever to get it unlocked. And then you could get your rewards from doing like the nightmare sigils and stuff like that. And this one is just just on. You know, you barely even have to, like, engage with it all that much while going and, like, doing dungeons and other things. I felt as if it could could have something that just, I don't know, feels a little bit more. And, and also, like Nerdword says, you know, just a little bit longer for the quest. You know, yeah. you have a, a little bit more um, involvement in that. And I think it would have been perfect. You know, besides that, it, it I but at the same time, it does feel nice, you know, that... Uh, it's not like something that's like mandatory that you have to do. And like, you know, the, the speed with which that you can get to is like engage with the storyline. And then I'm going to go back to like doing nightmare sigils or something along those lines, or just, you know, like farming in the open world and I'll occasionally come across, you know, one of the, uh, the, the seasonal pylons um, in, you know, can still engage with the mechanic then um, that, you know, as opposed to having to spend, you know, like a couple hours farming specifically before you got that ability to do so with the Midwinter Blight. Yeah, Something I think in the, only, would be nice. the only thing that I would like to circle back to to add is that the one thing that I, I feel weird about is the event, like, in general, meaning, like, specifically, like, it's not Ancient's favor, it's Ancestral favor that yeah. you gain, and, like, who, whose favor? Like, from a lore standpoint... I would like a little more detail there and like connect the dots. Like they could have named it something very similar, but different. And it would have been cool. Um, but there, there's, I mean, I think that like, there's just, there's some really cool lore things that they can do with these little events. And this one didn't really grow the world. Just maybe kind of scratch my head and go, wait, what ancestors are we talking about? Like literally like, just like the people, right. Yeah. Did they create all these shrines, right. Are we talking about like the ancients or are they just calling it something different? And why is it this specific region that's talking about it and not the world? So it just, it, it brings a lot of questions that I have. Um, but I've, I mean, like I said, it's fine. Um, it wasn't intrusive enough to where it annoyed me. Um, I kind of wish I had a little more. I think that's fair. I was really surprised. So like I was saying before, you know, I got back uh, from vacation and I had that whole night. And I was done. Like I was done in just that short like time an hour. span. Yeah, like it, yeah. I ran a few, um, you know, level sixty or seventy vaults, and it was it was over. It's like, oh, uh, oh, okay. I'll I'll take my red pony and I will leave, sir. Um, <laughs> now, in tandem with that, it does it did bring up a few uh, points of criticism that that we did have in Winter Blight too, and it does seem that 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 those are being addressed, but. If you're going to give me a cosmetic for a different class, you 
you have to just let me use it right away. I don't I don't want to make yeah. another class. They're facing that on Tuesday, it. though, right? Right. So yeah, that will happen so. next week. But man, I, I felt like that was one of the biggest criticisms of Midwinter Blight was I don't want to have to make a new class. Please don't make me do that. Um, and we went right back to it. Uh, so hopefully in the future, whatever the, the next event might be, um, that won't be the case. That we will just be able to use it right away. But, you know, whatever. Small things. Okay. So we're going to get into a little bit more Diablo talk uh, on this Diablo podcast. But it's episode 50. Guys, we've never served an ad. Now, if you watch this on YouTube, you might get like an ad at the front, like Verizon 5G. Um, <laughs> we're not responsible for that. We also don't make money from YouTube or at all, but we would like to. <laughs> so I asked you guys if you had a fake product to sell. We're going to we're going to take this moment. I want people to hear that we can sell things. So like, you know, major marketing companies, as you listen to this small time podcast, you're like, ah, I know these guys could sell our goods. We're going to prove it. We're going to show it. We're going to show what our ads could be like for you. So Nerds, do you have anything? Hell no. No, okay. I have nothing. So that's the kind of integrity that Nerdwords brings to this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the I, team. I, yeah, on the other hand, am, am willing to sell out. Um, I, I, Naimo? I, I think I can. I think I can close it out. Okay. I think, I, I, think got. I got this. Okay. Okay. Are you feeling walled in? Are you having difficulty breaking through life's barriers? Don't fret. We have the perfect product for you. Kool Aid. That's right. Kool-Aid will make you unstoppable. With this easy-to-drink potion, you'll be able to live your wildest juggernaut fantasies. Drink Kool-Aid. Everybody's doing it. I'm I'm sold. I am sold. That was pretty great. I brought a juggernaut. Breaking through walls, that's pretty good. Okay, I got one. You ready? Mm-hmm. Nerd words. How often do you think about your nipples? Oh, God. At least every hour. You're thinking about your nipples way too long. Uh, what if I told you there was a product that could take some of that stress of your nipple thoughts off your plate? I would be interested. Well, I'm here to ease your mind with nippies. That's right. No longer will you have to worry about chafed nipples on the regular. You can go to bed with peace of mind knowing that your shirts are not bloodied and stained with nippies. <laughs> okay, that was good. Um, that was that was very good. That, uh, was good. that is it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that, that is a real product. That that for is runners, it, right? For people that do the running. And you're thing. a real user. Yeah. Guys, uh, chafe nipples are no joke. Apparently. <laughs> uh, so, 
that's just a brief brief foray of uh, what we can do for you, Google, what? Amazon. We'll uh, sell your uh, nipple I'll, chafe I'll wait, cream. Better waiting out. for the call from NordVPN right now. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, Fresh. I promise. Hello, Fresh. I will not talk about NerdWords nipples. Oh, no. And no. I, I literally eat out like every day. So I'd be the worst because nope, it'd be such you, a lie. Hey, you got to save that. Save that. Don't. No, yeah. You, I like, totally. Yeah. Not, hello, Fresh, man. Seriously. That's. uh, Yep. That that's would, me. That would be later in the advertiser. Like, I used to eat out all the time, but no, I don't. Um, See, we could do that. Okay. That might be the last ad, fake or real, that you ever hear on this show. But uh, we thought we tried out. And I think we succeeded. Yeah. Good job, guys. Okay, I let's mean, go. Yeah, nerd, <laughs> nerd words nipples. That's uh, definitely a strong selling point for me, at least. Yeah. 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 There we go. Here we are talking about nipples again. Uh, okay. <laughs> we'll transition back to our regular schedule of program. So Love I want to say it was talk. Diablo season twenty-eight or was it twenty-seven that had the portrait frame that you could unlock by getting Guardian that had. All of the prime evils around it had like um, Belial, had like Diablo's horn, Mephisto's horn, um, you know, stuff like that. But it had um, Asmodan's nipple ring mm-hmm. in the, uh, the the portrait frame. Yeah, I think that was it. I, so I do yeah, to uh, segue this back into Diablo, it's, I need to it, pull that up because I don't remember a nipple ring being a part of that. But I need to see this now. So I, I believe it, it specifically is. it is Asmodan's exquisite nipple ring. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's a real thing. Yeah. Uh, okay. Nipple rings aside, let's uh, let's move into the gauntlet. Uh. There's been a flurry of news activity around the gauntlet. Let's start early. So first and foremost, uh, we were tipped off by um, one of the members of the Pure Diablo community about a podcast that Rod Ferguson was on. And he chatted a little bit about Diablo, and he let it slip that the gauntlet was going to launch tomorrow on the 12th, uh, 13th, 13th. Um, and that was big news. Here he is in an official Xbox podcast talking about it and nobody caught it. Nobody, nobody noticed. And this was two weeks later that we're, we were, you know, kind of, this was brought to our attention. Flurry of news activity. Then Blizzard comes out and says, yeah, the, you know, Rod was talking and at the time, you know, we, we thought we were there, but we're not. So the 13th is not when the gauntlet's going to come out. And then today, on the official Diablo webpage, underneath uh, the Season of Construct, it listed that gauntlets were going to be going live on February 27th. Yeah. On the official webpage. Again, no announcement. Somebody was just refreshing the Diablo page constantly. And brought it out uh, to, I believe, Woody, who posted it on Twitter, and everything spiraled. And then again, the Diablo community or Diablo team had to come out and say, "Hey, that was somebody jump with the gun. That is not the date. We are not doing it then. But you know, stay tuned, and and we'll let you know." 
So that's the journey of will they, won't they? Uh, is the gauntlet going to happen this season? I mean, I mean, it it still is touted as one of the seasonal features, so pretty sure it's going to, pretty sure it's going to be this season. Yeah, I, I I don't feel like they can afford to not put it. I mean, just for like optics. Uh, if, if they push it out of the season, that would that'd be pretty bad. Um, people are already spelling doom. Uh, I think a little preemptively on some things, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I still think it's coming this season. Um, I, I gave my date last. I'm less confident in that date because we're about a week away now. So I don't I don't think the twenty twentieth or twenty second or whatever was it said. Uh, I don't think that's gonna happen at this point. Um, I I think I'm actually still on that train for the twentieth. Think so. Yeah, you know, because they they said, you know, they originally said the 13th and they said that, you know, it's been delayed, uh, but slightly it's you're not going to have to wait that long for it. Then they they went through and they, you know, they had that uh, the mishap with the publishing about the 27th and they had to come out and correct it. Well, I mean, if they if they push it back, you know, further and it comes out March 5th, you know, then you're talking, you know, three you know almost a month past the original date versus the 20th you know which would be uh you know something just a week just a week you know from their original intention going through and saying that hey it's you're not gonna have to wait that long and such now obviously there's definitely some sort of testing and other stuff that they're still doing with it but they have been reluctant to give a hard date on it yet though Uh, i um I would like to see it on the twentieth still, but that brings up a different question: is like who the who the fuck's testing this game? Because it's not us, and that would help. I feel like in some facet, even if they didn't use the information, it would just I feel like it would help. Um, put put your player base to work, man. We'll do it for you. Like we will we will grind that PTR and check that stuff out. Uh, I feel like I make that case all the time, but you know we need a PTR bad. Yeah. I wholeheartedly agree, and we brought that up a little bit last podcast, but do the further it gets pushed, do you lose confidence in its capability to entertain? Maybe that's a little awkwardly phrased, but do you... I the, think... The fr- so the, the, you know, to to, you know, pick up what you're putting down um yeah you know obviously there's going to be the longer that you wait and this is like when we were originally talking it before the season like a week or two would be like perfect because people have went through they've gotten to level 100 you've given you, you've given everybody time that's going to get 100 time to get 100 um and there it's still fresh at that point you know the blasters obviously have already like kind of like maxed out everything and they're ready to go uh more casual players might still be leveling you know a glyph you know they might still be leveling a glyph to like 21 or something you know they might still be pushing a little bit along the way but they're they're there they're ready um if you the longer you wait past that the less people are going to the more people will have dropped off from the season and uh, the less that uh, are going to actually want to come back, you know, um, especially like in this one, timing is key because, uh, you know, last epoch, you know, comes out next week as well. So you already have uh, competition uh, in that respect. 
uh, from another game that's another you know uh, popular up and coming ARPG um, that is going to be even harder for people wanting to play a brand new game versus you know uh, a seasonal update that they've been waiting weeks for. Yeah, I um, I also like I. I don't know, man. I wonder what the ROI is on this. I mean, I think that leaderboards are good. I, I think we should have them. Um, I think there should be various kinds. Of, I think there should be a leveling leaderboard. I think there should be a gauntlet leaderboard. I mean, like, I feel like those things would be pretty, again, not a developer, but pretty simple to do. I do have some HTML <laughs> like coding knowledge, and I know that it doesn't take much to make a fucking table, right? So, like, that shouldn't be that hard. But, like, what percentage of players are going to compete on this thing realistically, right? If we're talking, like, based on sales estimates, Diablo 4, I was looking it up, between 9 and 10 million copies uh, estimated to be sold, right? So are we talking like 3 million people, 5 million people that'll be competing on these leaderboards? No, we're talking like a couple thousand people, right? So on the grand scheme of things, like I think that the optics of it is more important than the entertainment of it. Um, I think getting it out and making sure it's functional and it works is good. And then for season four, it'll be live at launch, preferably. And then I think it'll pick up a little more steam. But this allows the hardcore people that are still in and still invested in season three to test it. I don't see it bringing people back in droves, but it could make their engagement tick up a bit, you know. Um, and I think the optics of get them getting it out as soon as possible is more important than it being entertaining at this point. Yeah, so we think... want we want it to be entertaining though. <laughs> like, don't get me no. wrong. Like, we want that. Yeah, I think I think the the bigger issue isn't so much the leaderboard as it is the implementation of the gauntlet itself. Yes, you know yep. the uh, you know going through, and it's something it's something that you could see even in like um, like the the challenge rifts in Diablo three. Like, yeah. even though like the monster spawns were generally all the same and such, there's always the same types and groups. If you went through and you reran it their they their placements would be slightly off. It wouldn't always be yeah. like in the exact same place. Like this elite is, you know, like kind of like a quarter screen over or something like that. Or it spawned a little bit closer to the top as opposed to the bottom. Like there are little inconsistencies with it, but that was because of like the way that the the engine functioned. Um and so going through and having to code things to always spawn like that same exact way all the time uh is probably taking like a, a little bit of work. Uh, in addition to then the the leaderboard, not so much just having like a uh, table with frames, but the the um, processes in order to uh, pull data, you know, um, you know, just strings from the database. From and runs, such. right? Yeah. yeah, makes sense. Yeah, because like all that data is there is being cataloged, but it is having a system set up to then pull the data and make it available for players. Yeah, for sure, and I'm yeah. sure that that definitely takes has challenges and has, I'm sure things they are trying to overcome. I think that the frustration, and again, I don't speak for uh, not even the half of the Diablo community, but I know the frustration that is generally sentimented is that it's existed in past Diablo games. So it seems like they should be able to implement something similar to what has existed in past Diablo games in the current Diablo game. But I, I um, do remember like a, a lot of other content creators and such were very vocal about, you know, what, you know, leading up to the launch of the game was, when are we getting leaderboards? Like, yeah. I, we know that you said that they weren't in launch, but when are we getting them? It's something that, um, you know, especially the, the, not even just, not even just content creators, but, uh, you know, blaster tier, you know, players such as yourself and such. Uh, runners, just yeah. looking there. It's, that's the content that they want to play. Yeah. You know, and that's what they're looking for in their, um, in their game. I mean, yep. 
like selfishly from my perspective what i really want from the leaderboard playing hardcore i want to see who's doing it right uh like if you go online right now you can find some people building and saying like hey here's a hardcore want tier 100 build but most are not that niche most of them are in the softcore realm and you know some different sacrifices are made in a hardcore build i want to be able to go and find you know somebody with a hardcore druid that is clearing the gauntlet successfully so that i can steal their their build i want to steal their ideas um because i don't have that functionality currently now and uh like when i'll have a a path of exile build there's a a great website it's poe ninja that just pulls from the leaderboards and gives you a full percentage breakdown by who's playing what class at what level you can sort it by skills and i can be like okay i really like playing you know this uh templar build on I'm I'm liking this skill. I've got that sorted. And let's see how it's doing. Let's see how it's performing. You know, okay, 25% players are playing a Templar and they're going to this ascendancy. That kind of data is just really exciting for me because not everybody's making a video. There's only so many macro bio boys out there um, that are pumping out content. And you know, from the, the content perspective, uh, playing hardcore if you're if you're dying a lot. Uh, while it is exciting for a viewer on Twitch, it's probably harder for making content. Um, so, like, I want to be able to go in and see that. I want to be able to have that. And not having that now sucks, right? Um, it, it's something that I desperately kind of want to be able to grab and pull as I move into making an alt or something like that. So when those come online, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be um it, informative and that i think that's really what's lacking because i can't inspect everybody in town or every time i meet up at a world boss like oh i wonder what they're playing like i i don't that's just not conducive but i can and you have no idea if it's good or not too right yeah because um, the barbarian's going to kill the world boss in two seconds um but if i have a leaderboard i can kind of just kind of filter all that stuff out and see what is and maybe isn't working that's the other part too of like hey maybe i was thinking of going this direction and yeah i i could spend hours trying to put it together a perfect paragon board i'm not going to um i don't have that kind of skill plus i hate the paragon system um but i can see what somebody else has done uh or look and be like oh yeah that's a horrible skill nobody should play that okay i was wrong Uh, that's nice to know so it'll be it'll be good. I do think it is disappointing. I'm 100% on board with you in other words that that it wasn't there at the start. Like seeing, you know, again, how did they get there? Did they make it to 100? Did they not? Uh, from the hardcore perspective, yet again, watching people get killed along the way, that's exciting. Like, oh, they died. <laughs> they they didn't make it um, to level 100, or they didn't make it to a tier 100. They died at tier 92 or something like that um that would be cool which which uh which gauntlet has the highest hardcore deaths to it that would that would be a great you know uh little uh infographic statistic to throw up yeah all those kind of things would be uh really exciting but we don't have them and every week that goes by and and we heard macro talk about it uh, last episode you know 
threatening to burn his computer, which, by the way, Michael, we're going to come back and, and talk about that because I think you're going to have to burn a laptop uh, with how late this is with this is going. But the longer we go from season launch, the less it, the less informative that information be, is because we, we lose so many people along the way. Right. Right. Whereas more people might be coming in and staying in if they had that weekly thing to kind of come back and reset and challenge themselves and push for. Yeah. If if we're sitting there week four, week five, uh, the, there's been some, some competition. I've heard about this game called Helldivers that, that apparently is pretty cool. People yeah. like playing that. Uh, all sorts of cool stuff and good games out there to kind of dive in on. So, yeah, it's going to be hard. And yeah, you mentioned it too on nine uh, last epoch, a direct ARPG competitor on that. That'll be yeah. tough to pull from because it's new yeah. and it's shiny. I know personally, like season three is probably over for me by the 28th of February. So. I have seven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Final Fantasy Rebirth coming out. Yeah. Skull the and Devil. Bones is finally launching tomorrow. Yeah. I'll be playing that. I played the beta over the weekend. It was fun. It was kind of toxic, but I kind of was into it. Yeah. Um, the Rebirth demo was a lot of fun. I know there's some controversy over like graphics and stuff like that, but uh, I I really enjoyed the uh, you know what we got to play in the demo. I'm really looking forward to see what they uh, what they do with the story it, as well. Well, and and speaking from a uh, I've 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 had um a few realizations in my life in the last few months, one of which being I'm not an ARPG fan. I'm a Diablo fan. I realized that like, um, and I've talked a little bit about it on the podcast, but talking with my friends and stuff, like I've tried other ARPGs that I should like that are very similar to Diablo, um, especially like the older, you know, Diablo two specifically, which obviously is Mm -hmm. like my first big passion and love. Um, But I can't, do it i can't go play that game i can't i've tried i've tried so hard i can't do it but i put probably i mean only about 15 or 20 hours into last epoch in like the like early development phases and it's really good it's really good um i don't know that it'll catch me the way diablo did because diablo got me at the right time at the right point in my life and i've been stuck forever um but last mm-hmm. epoch does look very good if you're a diablo fan it's going to be and keep in mind too it's also the price of the portal pack on the store for diablo 4 so you can either go buy portals for diablo 4 or go buy last epoch because uh, it's 35 bucks so um, yeah i i uh full disclosure i bought it uh a long time ago when it's killing time waiting for d4 and it's been a, a nice little treat i i'm a huge fan of rpgs in general so I like to kind of go and then daydream about how all those systems can come together for the perfect ARPG because everything's lacking something. Um, Competition breeds better quality, right? right. That's the whole thing. That I is... I'm going to be in Diablo Prime no matter what, but that that should if we see it tra- start to translate into other things for other games, I think that that's good for everybody. So absolutely, uh, more people playing ARPGs means more ARPGs exist and get better and get money, and then yeah, it's hard to complain about that. Um, okay, so maybe by the time this posts, we'll know when the gauntlet is. Uh, but who knows? Maybe we'll get a few more teaser dates that don't exist. Um, you know, just put them all out there. We'll just. just We'll just go. We'll just go from through every Tuesday from now to the end of April. <laughs> right. Um, nope. Turns out we were wrong. Uh, we should get a <laughs> few more. 
could Rod come on this podcast and tell us a wrong date? That would be kind of funny. Um, I'd be down for it. You know what? I'm going to give Rod a standing invitation to the Diablo podcast to come on and give us misinformation. Stuff that has nothing to do with it. Like, everybody's going to get a unicorn uh, on March 17th. So log in. And then the next day. Season four, the the return of Magda. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, oh, wait. uh, Nope. Sorry. Uh, Turns out that was incorrect. Okay. That would just be fun. (laughs) A little footnote. Um, okay. So one thing we do know is happening is we are going to get a patch, uh, tomorrow. Uh, and one of the big selling points and, uh, you know, uh, Pez Radar was uh, nice and cryptic about everybody hold on to your Uber uniques because something's going to happen. And it is, um, there is going to be a way to target craft, uh, an Uber unique. If you haven't been lucky enough to get the one that you really wanted and the one that I've really wanted is any of them so this doesn't hit me but for those of you out there hoarding up like smog all of those uber uniques you got the whole lonely mountain filled with starless skies and you've been wishing uh for you know your shotgun now's your time you get to do a little crafting i believe the recipe is five to one because you know, again, I've got so many. Five to one, and then you get to make any Uber unique you want. Um, so I have some thoughts. I've got some thoughts. Well, I think this is great um, for everybody who is uh, hoarding all of that stuff, and, and you do want something that you don't have. Five seems like a bit much, and I haven't run Durial enough to like really honestly say... like I. I you're right. Just don't even second guess it. You're right. It's it's a bit much. I've run a lot of Durio. It's a bit much. The one thing that does stand out to me though is this, this these sparks, right? Give me a chance to get a spark from everything. Give me a chance to get a spark in a hell tide. Give me the smallest chance. But give me a chance. Give me a chance to get a spark running Gregor. Give me a chance to get a spark running Beast and Ice. Give me a chance to get a spark from everything. And then everything will feel a little bit more exciting. Give me the greatest chance of getting an Uber from Duria. Okay. But give me a chance so that everything has just a little bit of value to it. And Helltide's never going to be as great, right? It will never be as uh, easy as as Durial or, you know, as, kind of as high of a percentage. But if I've always got a chance, then everything feels good. And then it will feel really great when it does happen. But right now, for me, this doesn't do anything. Is that the question? Because that's the consensus. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, did they did they say that? uh, I know that they said that you get those sparks from salvaging Uber Uniques, but is it you only get one? We don't know that. Yeah, we don't. Okay, yeah, that's. That's what, was, that's what I was thinking is that they hadn't actually confirmed because there there could be a range, you know, it could be like one to three, you know, and so at that point, you know, it only takes like three Uber uniques, which is still, you know, admittedly right. a lot. Um, I my thought on that again, not not a, a developer or anything like that, but finding a way of like kind of like what you were saying, finding a way of making like regular uniques 
like matter because the whole point of like the system is kind of to get you the item that you want you know it is um it's it's a crafting system or anything like that but really what it is it's like a stopgap measure that you know after you find five uber uniques or whatever you're guaranteed to get the one that you wanted you know and that that's kind of like how the system uh works since you can't um you know, the, the Ubers, you can't, like, target farm. They just come from Duriel. Uh, though they did say that, like, the Uber Uniques are all going to have an increased drop chance everywhere else in the game. You know, we'll see, you know, because, like, you know, the drop chance is still, like, so low that, like, they could, you know, multiply that by, like, a factor of 100 and you're still not finding any in a season. You know, so zero they'd times have 100 significant... is a zero. Yeah, okay. they'd have to they'd have to they'd have to significantly increase the drop rates um, to even find like a, a smattering, you know, like one or two throughout the course of a season for like an average player length, say like you know 150 hours or something like that. Um, the uh, way that I think that they could have done it is like say it costs 50 shards, salvaging an Uber gives you 10. And salvaging a regular unique gives you like half, you know, it has a chance of being zero or one, you know. And so that way you can salvage a hundred regular uniques and then craft an Uber. And that's something that uh, would be a lot more obtainable, uh, especially through it, you know, makes the, the boss ladder have a little bit more oomph to it because every time that I do the ladder, I'm getting like a couple of shards, you know, I'm killing Duriel and I really don't care what I get. I'm getting like a couple of uniques from him or even I'm killing, you know, um, any of the other, you know, uh, bosses out there and I'm getting uniques from them that I'm salvaging. And I have like a, a coin flip chance at getting a spark to eventually go through and craft it or just doing Helltide and getting uniques there, dungeons and other stuff. You know, that it makes it so that way I have a little bit more control over that crafting experience. Because I think the, the biggest part that they're they're missing with the Uber Uniques is that it's it's cool that there are, like, Uber Uniques that are rare and part of the hunt is, like, cool. Uh, but at the same time, they, they still actually need to, like, exist. And, like, the drop rates right now are just still far too low with anywhere besides Duriel. And even with Duriel, it's more of like a time-gated, you know, thing. Whether whether you're farming gold to buy the materials or you're, you know, going through the process with the Helltides and farming up your own mats to run Duriel, which gets really boring. You know, the the boss, I... I either would like the dungeon up to Duriel or, you know, the other bosses to be longer, you know, just so it's more engaging or that I literally just walk in to Duriel's, uh, you know, boss area. E either make it longer and make it a purpose to the having to run through a dungeon or just remove that little tiny, you know, for your, you know, completely. Because it's pointless. pointless. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I'll, but, I'll yeah, that's 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 kind of that's kind of my thoughts on it. Is that since this is this is basically just giving the player more agency and the gearing and the crafting out of their character, that it should just be taken like a little bit step further. You know, I I will fully admit that I I you know uh, that they they could actually significantly increase drop rates of the Ubers, and we do see like a couple of them, you know, doing other activities and such, and that we could we might be able to you know realistically craft 
uh, our own Uber unique and, you know, not an exorbitant amount of time uh, or having to farm, you know, like a hundred, um, you know, Durial runs or something like that, um, that we could, you know, craft our own, you know, who knows? They, they, they could get it right just with this one, but I feel as if it, it just, it seems like it's still going to take really long for like a, a more casual player uh, to achieve anything with that system, it, I, it's going to be great for people that blast uh, that blast like a hundred durial runs a day. But um, after that, I'm not so sure. It it, it strikes me. I very have a soapbox about this. So oh, well, yeah, <laughs> for me, it it strikes me as very much a stopgap between the itemization rework. Um, I would hope after season four comes in that Uber Uniques are nice and uh, obviously an enhancement to a build, but are not, that don't feel like as much of a requirement. Like that's really all there is kind of as a chase right now. Um, and hopefully <laughs> with an itemization rework, you're more excited to do, you know, be it a vault, um, a nightmare dungeon to make your character better not just to get that one uber unique that will never drop um so that's a let's let's give new words to soapbox and then let's talk about itemization well it kind of spills into that anyway you know i think that well one i, I completely agree with what nine said um it's until it, really until we know how many you get for salvaging an uber unique it's hard to know the impact it's going to have Right. If you get five shards for salvaging an Uber unique, then it's a one to one yeah. ratio. Yeah. That seems pretty, pretty like insane. Um, but I think that there's just a fundamental, there's a problem with the fundamental like of the community and really how we're, we're torn in so many different directions with what we want out of this game because we can't decide. Um, you know, but I, that's a whole different conversation. I just like, I, I don't think the boss ladder. I think the boss letter was a good idea, but it was a band-aid fix to fix a broken system. And I think that the more people are playing the game and utilizing that boss ladder, the more that broken system has, has come to fruition. Um, but, you know, some of the changes they've made to like giving 925s and night residuals has been really awesome. Now I literally don't give a shit to do the boss ladder at all. Um, but I also play a character, a, a, a class specifically, Source, who doesn't really use Uber Uniques, right? There's very niche circumstances where if I even got a Shaco, I would use it. Um, and I'd really have to respect my whole build to do that. Um, you know, the spear is a fucking joke. The shrine spear, I don't like it would be useful, but it inherently because of its randomness, there's going to be times where it's awful. There's going to be times where it's great. So therefore it's inconsistent and not worth me grinding for the chance of ever getting it. Right. Um, so even grinding out the sparks is a waste of my time, but in my head, I've just resigned that they don't exist. Like for me, I farm Durial because my buddies all play Barb. They want to farm their Shaco and all that bullshit. But the problem is, and this is something I've noticed with my friends and with people I play with in the community and people I, I see content creators talking about online, and it it just makes me question, is that I don't think anyone knows what they want, right? Like we want a Shaco. Okay, why? Why do you want a Shaco? Okay, to increase your power. Okay, why? What are you doing with that power, right? Until there is an objective to use that power for two min-max, what the fuck do you care to spend 400 hours doing it for? Let alone the fact that it ends in two months. Because <laughs> it's gone, right? Yeah. And and I feel this very deeply in my core because of the tuning stones this season. 
right? So the Uber tuning stones this season, the drop off of Uber Malthus and specifically off of him and the chest. Um, I hate him. I, I hate it. it. It's and and I spent a lot of time for I, mean, I probably did. I know I did well over 100 Malthuses before I finally got my first drop. And then I got my second drop like three runs later, which was great, right? But I spent 100 runs with all my stones already maxed out, grinding nothing. I'm getting no loot. So I'm spending hours staring at a screen, clicking a button, watching my barb friend one-shot a boss so there's no mechanic. So I'm bored. I'm bored shitless. And then we're calling that like a problem of the boss ladder, a problem of the loot. It's a problem of, of broken things in the game that need to be fixed and our fun needs to be ruined a little bit. Um, it's the same thing with Ball Lightning last season too, right? It trivialized every bit of the experience, which makes it boring. For instance, fighting Varshan, fighting Grigor, fighting Beast and Ice at level 50, 60, 70 on a class that isn't a Hodabarb um, feels fun. Like there's mechanics and there's dodges and there's things to do. But as someone who plays with a lot of friends, like I have found myself separating from the group to play by myself intentionally because I'm bored. Because a Hodabarb just kills every boss, so I don't see the mechanic, I don't have any fun doing it. And yes, it's more efficient and faster to just get the boss dead and get your loot, but then I'm not playing the game. And if the point of the game is to kill stuff, get loot, and then kill more stuff to get more loot, I'm just watching someone else kill stuff to not get any loot to watch someone else kill stuff to not get any loot. It's fucking terrible, right? That's not a problem with the game. That's a problem with the community outcrying to the point where they broke an already broken system even further. And that's my point. We want things to chase, but we don't want to chase them, yeah. right? We want things to chase, but we don't want to chase them. Okay, then maybe rethink what we're playing at this point. And, and I think that that's the big issue is that like we have to figure out what our intent is for these items and for what builds we're trying to make and what we're trying to do. I mean, take the Druid. You're not using a Shaco really either, right? Because of Tempest Roar, because of all these other helmets, as a, as a Sork, right, with Godslayer Helm, and now with the Starfall Coronet. I mean, there are builds that can use them. But, like, for instance, I dropped an Andes. Andes is not a Shaco. It's not an... But I was like, you know what? I want to build around this helmet. I'm trying to incorporate an old-school Diablo mentality where instead of going, I want to make this build, and I need this item to make this build, I went, what just dropped for me? Okay, I'm going to use this item to make a build for the items that are coming to me. And I think that that's a mentality of the player base that needs to shift or the design mentality of the game needs to shift. Um, and until those two things meet in the middle somewhere, there's going to be this constant like push and pull because you have content creators out there that are getting fed billions of gold and dur hundreds of durial mats that have uber uniques across the board and they build these build guides with these uber uniques in them. And then the average casual still blaster sees that and goes, I gotta have that. So now they're spending hours and they're losing interest in the game because they're doing the most boring thing in the game. Instead of going and grinding Durial for six hours, just go play the game, man. Go mm -hmm. grind some sigils, go do some Helltide, go run around the PvP area, kill some world bosses. Durial is there to like satiate the needs for people that want that specific item. But understand, if you're going down that road, you're going down a very boring slog of a road. Instead, play the game and have fun. And if it comes, it comes. If it doesn't, every build in the game is viable without Uber Uniques. Every single build in the game. In fact, every build in the game is viable without Uniques. Well, actually, no. Not for the Druid. <laughs> there are some builds that aren't. Um, but the point is, is that there's a lot of fun in Diablo 4 to be had. If you're breaking your own gameplay loop by following this stuff, then, then it's on you at that point, in my opinion. And I really wish that they would just make quote-unquote uber uniques 
rarer than the average unique, but findable in the world, yeah. and give the boss ladder more intent, right? Like what you're saying, uh, nine. Give me some reason to grind it that isn't that. Again, the reason why we like farming for things like Tyrael's Might in Diablo 2 is because you might find a Jaw Rune on the way. You might find a Shaco on the way. You might find something else that's useful that'll change your build or work for a different character. But if I find another Andes, this happened to my friend. He dropped an Andes Visage, and then he dropped another Andy's Visage, right? <laughs> and he was ready to rage, and I get it. Now, I'm glad they're doing the sparks, but if he gets two sparks, he's still three away from crafting the one he actually wants, and that feels bad. But what feels even worse than all of that? In the new system, if you have all of the stones besides like one that isn't the uber tuning stones, and you craft a cachet, it gives you the stone you're missing. Right. If you craft the caches, it gives you your missing stones, the ones that aren't maxed out, which is fantastic. I think it's a great system. allows you to fill that system out a little faster and you could use those on your ults. But if you get the Uber, let's say you drop Genesis and the only stone you're missing is Evernight. I've had friends on my friends list get get Evernight and they get Evernight again and they get Evernight again and they still don't have Genesis. So they've dropped three Uber stones and only have the one. Like, and this is a seasonal mechanic that ends in two months and will go away forever. That feels bad, right? And there should never be an item, in my opinion, that's like that, especially if this leaderboard system has to shake itself loose because the only reason why I even farmed them was just in case Gauntlet does come in time for me to compete. I want to have everything in my toolkit I can to compete with the highest level. Um, but honestly, I about quit on the season until I got it. When I got them, like, now I'm having fun. I'm just doing whatever I want. But when I was grinding Malphus, I was ready to fucking quit. I was done. Yeah. Yeah, Which I mean, this this also kind of like ties into the point that you've made um, for, you know, a very long time of there just not being anything to do, you know, for the endgame. Yeah. You know, it still kind of like lacks like that, that endgame after you get all those Uber uniques and stuff like that. I'm not sure if the the gauntlet is going to fulfill the same role that uh, abattoir of zir did you know yeah. um since for most people it won't yeah it, it but th- then again the gauntlet could surprise us and be a lot more uh a lot more engaging than we're expecting so which hopefully it is you know? yeah i think there's a there's a good transition there because a lot of that does focus on itemization, itemization mm-hmm. right itemization is still i think the most glaring issue like when you play Diablo 4, it is a beautiful game. I don't think there's an ARPG that can hold a candle to how great this game looks and feels with combat fluidity and just graphics. But when you start pushing into those higher levels, you hit you hit your 100, and you start trying to make it better, the skill tree, the Paragon system, and the items... There's some funkiness there. So we know items are going to get fixed. And then I hope down the road, our skill tree and Paragon get another pass. Um, One thing I'll point out is I like the fact on my little central companion, I can change out its skills and I can adapt how it plays. Now, obviously... We've had enough time to kind of figure out what's optimized. 
but I would 100% sacrifice the Paragon system to slot those runes in on any skill I have on my tree right now. It would feel awesome. Mm -hmm. And it would also be easier to understand uh, and probably less labor intensive. Have you reached the point where when you're going to change up your build, you just think, Oh, I'm going to have to click 215 times. I don't want to do that. Um, I want to slot in a few runes and start hucking out uh, where NATO's everywhere, you know, uh, or something. But that's a topic for a different podcast. Itemization. So we did find out. And this was put out about a week ago. It was actually uh, like the day after our last podcast, because we did ask, when are we going to hear about it? Um, Blizzard did say they're going to tip their hand a little bit early. We're not going to be hearing about itemization the week before season four, but that they're going to they're going to put some ideas out there and they're going to talk with the community before it happens. Um, so we're not going to talk about what we think it's going to be. I thought we'd end today with what's the worst possible thing they could do for itemization. So I'll start. More Aphexes. That'd be, I don't know how no. they would do that, but yeah, that would be pretty bad. That'd I be think bad. the worst thing they could do is we're, you know, like, look, we heard it. We're going to change nothing. Uh, we're going to add more Aphexes on everything. And the font, a little bit smaller. That's my thought. I think I like that's it. how it gets worse. Yeah. I, I mean, personally, I think the worst thing, I mean, that would actually, okay, that is the worst. Just, I don't think that they could make it worse than that. <laughs> if they somehow added more affixes, I would just never, I've already gotten to the point where if I get to 2 million on an enchant roll, I'm just done with that item. I don't care how GG it is. I'm done. Like, I have a friend, uh, shout out Viz, who I know is going to listen to this. Uh, he spent like, 200 300 million gold or some shit on an amulet the other day um 30 million a pop now is how much it costs to roll that amulet i'm like dude i had a cash out a long yeah. time ago but it's gg right it's like it's it's you know it's gg across the board aside from that that one roll so i get it but no i think the worst thing they could do is is uh i'm not saying that sets would be the problem but sets in the style of diablo 3 is not the answer um even though I did enjoy sets to a certain extent in Diablo 3, they really did just become what kind of Necro are you playing? What kind of you know wizard are you playing? Are you playing a Taurasha wizard or a Firebird wizard or a D Demo wizard? It just it it really bottlenecked build diversity with greater risk, really really bottlenecking that diversity. So I just I think that right now and again without going too much into it, um, I have played probably a. 12 or 13 different builds this season and cleared Nightmare 100s on all of them with a Sork. Um, and none of them are as powerful as the single target damage on Blizzard or as fast as the Ball Lightning Wizard, even after the nerfs. But all of them have worked. All of them have been super fun in their own ways. And I think that that's a really good place to be. I don't want to get to a place where, well, Taurasha Set Wizard is just now the best, right? And we just got to go do that now, right? I, I just, that's what I want to avoid. So hopefully... If they do inevitably bring sets, it's not right now, and it doesn't bottleneck everything else. I I think to to build on top of that would just be um, you know, obviously there's the whole joke of damage on Tuesdays and such, but I, I think yeah. that um, 
the like it, it's really and to kind of like what um nerdword said about like the sets uh you know and how it was handled in diablo 3 like one of the one of the issues uh that one of the ways that they could make it worse is if they zeroed in more on like niche um affixes you know obvi- obviously we're not going to have damage on tuesdays or anything like that but if they instead just replace it with specifically like well this you know um god rolls in diablo 2 this item is going to roll 10% damage with 15% physical damage and 15% bone skill damage you know i i would like to see like physical damage gone you know I'd be I'd be kind of like fine with just like bone damage or even just like flat damage percentage like that's because that's always like what been one of the biggest issues in order to go through and balance is that when you have um you know so many sources of like specific damage types the best thing to do is to just stack all of them you know the, everything that can be affected and as so many multipliers as possible as many multipliers as possible so yep. just like reduce like hit it hard and reduce as many multipliers as you can. I would be fine if it's like, there's always the jokes um, that like a lot of people and say like the Diablo two community that were commenting when uh, Diablo four was in development of, Oh, like the, it just gives plus percent damage. Like, Oh, that's so boring. It's like, yeah, but it's, it's better than a lot of other things that could be done, you know? And I also think that like, I've been saying this since like the friggin um, cinder coat, and the uh, like the beginning of reaper of souls that was like well you know it's back back then like before uh ladders player <laughs> yeah it was before like seasons were even a thing in diablo 3 and it was like you either played a build that had access to fire and you ran a cinder coat or your build sucked yep. and that was it you know because <laughs> yep. that was like one of the most powerful items at the time just because it was like 30 percent fire damage and, if and resource cost and oh yeah, in resource costs, costs. On the in same resource piece. costs. Yeah, yeah. So it was just like it was one of those things that was just like you know, if they you know not even doing sets, but if they go through and they redesign the itemization system and they keep a lot of that niche, really super focused affixes on particular things, like that's what uniques should be, yeah. you know. Um, I don't even think like the legendary aspects should do that. Like legendary aspects should be changing your build, not just, uh, you know, plus 100% damage on hammer of the ancients or something along those lines, you know, um, that, um, pull out a lot more of those, uh, damage multipliers, you know, obviously will require like redeveloping the game, but please, they, they could, the, I guess to answer specifically, you know, to phrase it in the form of a question as the, the jeopardy saying goes, um, I think that the way that they could make it worse is to focus too hard on specific damage interactions. Um, you know, just just gut it, gut gut physical damage. You know, maybe even gut you know like bone or uh, shadow damage or anything like that. Um, make it like damage or like damage over time, and kind of like leave it there, and then let let the let let the Paragon system handle your damage multipliers. Let you know, unique sandwich, uh, handle the damage multipliers. Give me skills on, you know, passives to increase my damage or something like that on items. That'd be a lot more interesting, um, in my opinion. So, I mean, and that's exactly right. so. Here, I have the fix for items. I can fix it in five minutes. You guys ready? You ready for the fix? Okay, here's sure. the fix, right? All yeah. right, all legendary aspects 
that are multipliers get added as nodes on your skill tree. All items get an extra affix, and the affix pool gets cut in half. Done. <laughs> I just did it. I'm no. a developer. I'm available to make games. I can totally do that with my vast knowledge of gaming making. Sorry, it's actually we're going to need you to add 20 more affixes to this spreadsheet <laughs> and we will upload it for season four. Uh, that is actually what we are doing. Um, here's to hoping that none of our worst case scenarios come to fruition. Um, yep. I will point out Diablo 3 uh, did have to go through a few item passes before it got it right. Um, but Diablo kind of, 2 as well, right. by oh, the way. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I do remember the days of Diablo 2 when everybody was a pike bar because that was the yep. only thing to do. Ice blink, bro. That shit was so broken at 1.0. Froze um, the whole screen solid. But uh, it did take a little while, and it kind of harks back to what you were saying before, nerd words, you know, in terms of, like, what the community wants, right? Right. There's a mixed message. And I think Diablo 4 is trying to figure out exactly how to give the community what it wants when it comes to itemization. And then I think if they feel comfortable when they drop that, then then I think we go backwards and we look at skill trees and we look at Paragon boards. Because if you recall in the uh, when Diablo 4 was announced, like there was like, hey, please ignore the cat. Um, you they did announce uh that there were going to be additions to the skill tree and that there were going to be additions to the paragon board we have not seen any new paragon boards new boards in different seasons right yeah Uh, those those things are very much lacking and 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 we go to like path of exile and and what we see every single season is there's new skills that get added um there's new nodes on a skill tree so then that means new choice for builds unfortunately a lot of that stuff has been pushed onto items so if items get in a good spot, then we maybe go back and we work on the rest of the other systems. Or at least that's my hope. Um, okay. We've gone a little while. We're going to go too long. So last thoughts here on episode 50. I think... That Diablo 4, I've had a lot of fun playing Diablo 4 this season. And I get that not everyone has loved this season. But I think that from a lore perspective, the seasonal theme was pretty great. Um, I've definitely enjoyed that myself. Um, The pet might not be as impactful as we want it to be, but it's a seasonal theme. It'll be gone in two months, so it'll be okay. Um, But I have, I'm telling you right now, once you get the the Uber tuning stones, it's impactful. Uh, It's it's pretty damn impactful. But, uh, you know, God bless you if you ever get those damn things. I, I'm I'm having a good time with Diablo uh, Diablo 4 currently. Um, I think that if the development team listens to this at all, I have a message for you. Um, I get that your streamers and your 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 big your big streamers and your content creators are the ones creating content and pushing this game and continuing to advertise for this game, but they make up less than one percent of your player base. Please fucking stop listening to them because they don't know everything that they're talking about. You have millions of people that do enjoy this game. In some capacity, there's still improvements we want to see, uh, but there would be a, a lot of value in a PTR for many people to test and not hear the voice of 30 people that have the most views on Twitch, uh, because they do not speak for me, and I know they don't speak for any of the people that I know either. 
Uh, yeah. I was just going to say I, I liked I liked the inclusion of Zoltan Cool in the season. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, no, no, but uh, seriously, uh, um, I, uh, I actually, like, really enjoyed uh, the seasonal quest, you know, because we got to look at it, it expanded a character that existed that even though it was like in a game and like popular, you know, it maybe like what 30 lines of dialogue and just like a little tiny bit of backstory, you know? Um, so going through and expanding, fleshing him out, especially like getting to see a bit more of like his personality and his letters and his journals and stuff like that was, uh, was really cool. And so I would like to see uh, more of that. And I would like to, you know, just, yeah, keep uh, keep going on that direction. Uh, agree. Also, uh, A plus voice acting. Also, Ayushan needs to continue to have a role in our lives past season three because Ayushan is awesome. I the, I would have liked to have known, you know, why we're not a vampire anymore. Because because the season ended, so we just became unvampire. Yeah, so we just we just became unvampire. Yeah. I I would like yeah some. Like the last like month of the season or something, just add in a new quest line that closes the epilogue. It cleanses you, know? you or something. You got to go to a shrine yeah. and like get unbloodmarked like you do in Diablo Four, like whatever yeah. the fuck it is. But yeah, so that something. way, that way, you know, it's like people that care about the story will come back and play in order to find out how it closes out. You know, or all seven of us, or or <laughs> just keep those characters in the game for you to interact or talk to somewhere out in the world, so that way they can even just have a couple lines of dialogue afterwards that say, Oh yeah. You know, I'm glad to see that, uh, Zier's blood is finally, you know, his, the, the influence of his blood is finally worn off on you and that you're back to normal. Like just, you know, two lines of dialogue and, and there we have, we, I have closure and it doesn't keep me up at night. (laughs) We're losing sleep over this. Why am I not a vampire anymore? It is, it is a good question. Um, no, I think, uh, both of you kind of harked on, some good things and it's easy in discussing the game to go into that rabbit hole and uh kind of negative feedback loop right um, i mentioned it before you know like there still is yet to be a, an arpg that that is playing as well as d4 is uh that is engaging and then obviously when you're engaged with something for a long time, you do notice those those issues, right? And that's where the, the constructive part comes up. Um, but I'm still having fun. Uh, I don't foresee uh, season three waning for me because there's so many different objectives that I want to achieve yet that I have not. Um, and playing hardcore, I'm going to die. It always expands my longevity in the game just a little bit more like i always feel like i'm i'm several weeks behind everybody else because i'm going slower and then i die and i have to start all over again um we live running miles and miles in the morning while playing Uh, too yeah yeah there's that um but yeah let's not get braggy uh okay so it is uh, the closeout here for episode 50. Uh, many more to come until I just uh, decide to abandon ship and never say anything. Because um, that's, you that's how you... Becoming a professional nipple model. <laughs> yeah. Uh-uh. That, see, those those are for covering up. Um, not for sure. But you have to, there has to be a nipple in the commercial that shows it being covered. Right. 
I think it just shows you not bleeding from your nipples. Um, Still requires a nipple to be. You just like look. I'm not look at my shirt. It's white and clear. No nipple. Um, Okay, so this. I have a before after. One with red stains. The other one without. Let me tell you guys. Okay, difference. That's a po. That, that's a post show conversation. Moo, uh, moo. Nip- Safe nip- word is moo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's close it out as we always do with the moo. Moo. <laughs> moo. <laughs>